Hey, hey, welcome back. This is Unglamorous Truths with the Downtown Girls. I'm Crystal. I'm Chandra. I'm Amabit. And welcome to the show. So let's kick off today with a little fun question. We've all been working very hard. So my question to you is, if you could be on vacation any place in the world right now, where would it be? <sighs> yeah. So many places. I'm going with on the beach in Ghana. Just mm. not even on this continent. That's funny. I'm going to Zanzibar. Oh, I'll be on the other side, but we'll be. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I vacation, like, I probably want to go back to Holbosch. But I need to go to London. Mm. That needs to happen. COVID really fucked up our, our I know. London we were trip. supposed to go to London so many times. Yeah. Fuck. And it has to happen. Yeah, we need to get hit. And now I'm not pregnant, too, so it's even better because I need to hit a pub. I can't be in London sobering. Well, you know, summer 2023, let's, I'll strap the babies. <laughs> you got one, I got one. Right, <laughs> <laughs> we taking these bitches to the bar. Well, you know, envision yourself there today as you're stressed or not. Um, but yeah, I want to, I want to kick us off with a little personal story. So, you know, when I, so it's, I've officially been in LA now for five years and some change. And when I first moved to LA, I moved for the dream mm. and we got our first big warner check so that was waiting and coming in the mail at my new address um i moved and you all were neighbors like literally i used to walk to your house to, to you know walk your dog mm. um and we all could literally just pop up really quickly on each other it was it was a beautiful time life was sweet and if i'm being honest with that check i got a little splurgy like I was, I was a little uh, cart before the horse with my new life in LA, and you know, I, you know, I'm always very grounded with money. But like, I, w I had a moment where I was like, "Feel yourself, girl." You know, I, I uh, had broken up with someone uh, after six or seven years of being together in my 20s, so I was just like, "New, new Crystal, new LA. Let's mm. let's take it on." And my money went a little funny, you know. But that leads me to so today's episode is hood rich. So my question to y'all is, what's some nigga shit that you bought with your first big check? Was there anything? Can you remember? Yeah. I mean, I was pretty classic. I got a grill, um, got a lot of golden diamond rings. <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty traditional. I did buy a grill myself, but I think I was very conservative. I was very African about it. Like, I didn't deposit those checks. I, I, I let them, like gather wow because i was afraid that if i actually deposited them that i would spend it what a skill it was also just foolish like <laughs> what, if, what if someone broke into my home and took these checks oh um yeah like so i had them sitting on my printer for I, I i deposited all the checks at one time oh that was a lot of money so you ain't buy nothing fun the first the, that first check no the second the second show i bought a car okay okay I, I didn't even quit my job. I still had, I was still working my side job. I would say what I did to splurge uh, on that first Warner check was, you know, outside of moving to L.A. In that year, I threw myself a Mace-themed all-white birthday oh, party did. for my yes. 30th. And I rented this spot in Malibu. 
and everybody came in their characters or, you know, there were some great, great people in attendance. Mary J, you know, we had some classics in the building. In costume. In costume, yes. Well, no, obviously. <laughs> Mary yeah, was, was a scene. Mary was not in the building. But yeah, like I like hired, I like did it up and I, I treated myself. Yeah, bottles, hookah, like it was a vibe and it was one of my favorite moments I've ever had in my life. But I did spend some money on it and, you know, and then quickly had to learn in the next year. Mind you, part of this was also under the impression that our downtown girl show would be going to series mm-hmm. within a year. Like I was like, oh, yeah, we're writing the pilot right now. It's going to go. You know, and so the reality check of, oh, things don't go all the time to series. So what what next, Crystal? What was being rich to y'all growing up? <laughs> like, so what were the things that came to your mind as a kid about this is what being rich is? Um, I mean, MTV Cribs. So really any of uh, that home, any of those homes, uh, definitely having more bathrooms than you had bedrooms was a sign of wealth to me. Um I don't know why, but I'm like, when you and people have a lot of bathrooms, they got money. Right. Cars, you know, just shit that mm. people sell you. You know, I grew up on hip hop. So what, what rappers t- told me was rich was rich. But I didn't, at that, as a child, I didn't really know what dollar amount bought those things. No. I was, right. I just thought like, oh yeah, you got a hundred thousand dollars. You can have more bathrooms than right. rooms. Like, right. A hundred thousand dollars right. is enough. Certainly. Yeah. I thought a hundred thousand dollars was like extremely wealthy. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. What? Yeah. Six yeah. figures. Yeah. My parents don't see that. No, for sure. I mean, I remember, you know, wanting to get a job when I was 14 and I was like, damn, if I could just make like a hundred dollars a week, like I'm about to be cleaning the fuck up. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, shh, I'm about to be getting uh, pay- getting food, you know, from McDonald's, <laughs> whatever mm-hmm. I want. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I had a moment where, you know, I, to this day, the inner child of me still feels this way. Um, being hood rich meant you had the fullest pantry. Like, you had toilet All paper for days. You had paper mm-hmm. towels. You had food in the cabinets. Like, it was just stocked to the brim. Um you know, um, I lived with my father for a time and he went toilet paper roll to toilet paper roll. So we literally just had uh, maybe no. two mm-hmm. in a house of three people. And so obviously that man was scrambling for toilet paper every week. But it was like, oh, one day <laughs> I will open up my cabinet and it'll be just full. And that's what rich people do. Yes, yeah, because do. At least to me, like rich is subjective. Right. It's, it's, it's very subjective. Yes. If you live below your means mm-hmm. and you are able to thrive, you're, who's to say that you're not rich? Now, wealth is very objective. Mm. Wealth? It's, it's very a, different. It's a number that they put in Forbes. Yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a level of security that rich does not have well see and to me now that you know that is how i think about money is about security and like as a kid you don't you don't think about that you think about assets you know because that is the representation mm-hmm. of wealth mm-hmm. through assets mm-hmm. um, and you don't you're not thinking about non-flashy assets you know stocks and shit that's mm-hmm. not a, what the fuck is right. that it's not an asset Mm-hmm. What kind of shoes do you have? Totally. <laughs> and it's so funny that you bring that up because I think that what you aspire to in terms of being rich or even being wealthy, you can talk about either one, um, can say, say a lot about you. Like even I was just listening to watch uh, listening to watch the throne the other day and I was like, yo, Jay-Z, at least during this period in his life, 
was very Eurocentric aspirational. Like he's always talking about Rothko's and Rilke's and all these like European uh, paintings on the wall. Mm. And you can tell that that's his idea of what wealthy is, is like when you do this, this and this. And, you know, unsubscribing from that, like I'm not really into to the Eurocentric standard for myself. For me, I feel like aspiring to rich or wealthy, whatever the two is, means that I can own my time. Uh, I can do what I want when I want. And it also does mean assets. I would love to own in Ghana so that when any of us feel fatigued or when the civil war breaks out, we have a place to go. What, what about y'all? Yeah, freedom. Mm-hmm. Freedom. I, I don't have to do anything. Yep. What I do is, is from a place of pure joy and desire. Like, I, I want to do it. Yeah, for sure. I think we're all aligned. You know, for me, it's like I've only have to work if i want to um yeah i think freedom is the perfect word for it freedom my time is is my time mm-hmm. absolutely I own that own, you know? own your time yeah fresh out of college like what amount did we think like oh my god i make this much like wow like for me it was like when i was made 50k as a waiter i was like wow like that's like a g a week that's incredible <laughs> that's yeah. that is making it yeah, I remember, I remember fresh out, like, I had got um, offered a real job, a full-time job at a place that we had interned. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, yeah, it was going to make, like, 54000 a year. It was going to have benefits. And I was like, shit, I mean, I, I would kind of be living. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, um, but I was like, no, nah, I got to pursue this dream, bro. If I get up in here and I start working in a real job, I don't know. I, I can't play with that. No, yeah. not That's why I left that job. The, the one that paid me 50K, the, mm-hmm. the banquet server job. Park, I all. left it because I was like, oh, nah, this is too good. Right, right. When that money's too it's good, too you, secure. Like, you got to cut that shit off. <laughs> That's so unhealthy. It's such unhealthy thing. So I was so, so attached to the struggle. <laughs> I really was. I was like, oh, no. Well, there's benefits in the struggle, you know, because it does keep you closer to what you're doing, I think, a little yes. bit. But, yeah. but you also need to be a little clever with your quarters. Was there ever a moment where y'all felt in that moment? whether it was true or not, that you were rich. Rich financially. Like, you're like, oh, I feel like I'm in a resting place. I'm feeling good about where I'm at. It's really tough to answer that question in the way that I think you're asking it because I qualify or rather quantify richness in so many different aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I am rich. Mm-hmm. I, am, I am rich in love. Like I'm, I am rich. I'm, yes, and so much. So like, I could never. I never identified as poor in anything. Even growing up, like we didn't have any. Like, techni- technically, we were on food stamps. Like I, I have those memories, but like I never felt poor. Mm. Like all my needs were met. Mm. So like, who am I to say that was poor? Like we were so rich. We had so much love. We had so much security. Even, even as a kid, you felt that way. We had. Like, I had love and security. Yeah, well, I never yes, felt yes, without. Yes, of course that. But you, you didn't feel poor? Poor? No. I mean, we. I lived in the hood. We all were kind of the same. You was my mom's dream, boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because she'd be getting, she be tearing my ass up. And even she if, was like, you, you think you was poor? You weren't poor? Da, 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 da. And I'm if like, I didn't get something, it wasn't means. because I thought they couldn't afford it. It was because it didn't align with their values of why would I spend $100 on a pair of sneakers because it has a check mark on it. They're like, no, we're going to take your ass to this yeah. pay less. Yeah. 
because it makes the most sense. I never yeah. thought it was because they couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And to this day, too. I don't think, I mean, clearly they couldn't afford it, mm-hmm. but also it also did not align mm-hmm. with That's their true values. Too. And, and now it's funny because I totally agree with my mom because she used to always say, why are you going to pay to walk around and advertise for somebody else? What are you going to put their name on you for? They didn't, they didn't give you anything for that. Right. They gave you nothing. You paid them to do that. And at the time I was like, mom, you don't just get it. buy the Jordans, ma'am. <laughs> just buy the Save the lecture. Right. right. And I never got the Jordans. I had to get a job and buy my own first pair of Jordans yeah. at 16. Now I totally get it. I'm like, you're right, mom. Why am I advertising for these people? Why they yeah. do nothing for me? <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like my parents showed me their priorities with how they spent their money. And usually they were in ways where I felt like they were investing in me. Mm-hmm. So that really mattered. Like, yes, you're not going to get uh, none of this shit that you want. We, we going to Ames and we going to goddamn the... Do y'all, did y'all have Ames where y'all was from? I think Ames? that might be local. Okay, is. Ames is a is a D.C. Maryland store. It's, uh, if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> like clothing? Yes. Yeah, like rainbow. Pretty much. Or worse. But... They would be like, you know what? I'm going to pay for you to be a part of this club or that program. Or you can go on this trip. Or, you know, my mom would always say to me, don't worry about a job right now. School is your job. She was like, we'll, we'll figure it out to get you to college. Like, we're going to always figure it out. So, like, free yourself up from stressing too much right now. Your only job is school. Now, would I have gotten a job if... If she hadn't always been saying that to me, probably, and I probably would have had cooler flyer shit. But, you know, at the time, I do appreciate what they instilled in me with that because I did see how their priorities were really pouring into me. And I saw the benefits of that. And I was like, oh, I'm growing because of what y'all are deciding to put in me. I don't love all your decisions, but I can't I can't hate on that. Um, to think to your original question. So yeah. I don't. I've never, um, I don't feel rich today. I don't feel wealthy. Mm. But I will say that after I filmed the first season of Southside, I felt a, a breath. Mm. It was the first time that I felt a breath financially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because to, to be honest, I mean, I had, bef- I had put myself in debt for this dream twice. Mm-hmm. Um, in kind of in a, in a predatory way, I had a credit card. It had originally a limit of $2,300. That's where it should have stayed. And then without me even asking, all of a sudden, they increased my limit to $23,000. I was a 22-year-old woman. Oh, with wow. Tw- with this amount Holy shit. at my disposal. And um, and when I moved out to L.A., like, I, I didn't have a job. I, I tried to get, I was trying to get a job. I um, failed the drug test because I had been smoking weed um, that day that they sent me to take the drug test. I didn't know I was going to have to take one <laughs> to work in a restaurant, America. And so I did not get a job. And I did not, you know, I had to get a car. Like, I had to get all this shit. And so I was just living off of my credit cards. And I was so heavily in debt. Um, I was so fucking stressed. And I... You know, it was just wild. And then it happened to me a second time in pursuit of my dreams out here in Los Angeles. So I had essentially fought my way to $50,000 in debt. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, with my tw- with, Which is why I'm very, very frugal these days. Because mm-hmm. I never want that feeling again. And, and it was such a point of shame for me that I really was not telling anybody that I was in debt. Like, I recently just even, you know, disclosed this to my mom. She was like, you never said anything. And I was like, because it was my failure mm. to hold and now I'm like, oh, my God, if I said something, anybody would have told me that, girl, you could have called that company. You could have negotiated that debt down. Because mm. everything is negotiable. 
Okay, you could have called me and been like, "This is the lump sum I have. I can't pay you that full amount." But I did not know that at the time, and I did not want to tell anybody because I was so fucking embarrassed. Right. Um. So when uh, after that first season of South, I just paying off all oh, of my debts, paying off what a like loans, and I didn't have like a bunch of you know money left over after because I had so in debt, I had so much to pay off. But and even and I wouldn't even let you know my husband. I wouldn't even let him involved in these debts that because this is my shit. I brought mm-hmm. this, you know. Um, I felt great. Mm. I felt so fucking accomplished. Yes. Like, and I did just breathe. You know, I'm like, well, girl, you uh, can't be balling out. You can't be living crazy. But guess what? Ain't nobody finna be calling you, bothering you. What a blessing. Yeah, I think was. I, I am in a state of shock. Like, if you're listening to this and not watching the video, like my face. Wow. <laughs> I have so many follow up questions for after this. <laughs> yeah, I just. <laughs> I really couldn't. What? I really couldn't have y'all know I was down bad like this. Girl, yes. we all go through you it. Fifty. Yes, Five ma'am. zero. Yes, ma'am. Fought, fought my way, fought my way out, and 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 in the first time did that shit with, without any type of TV show. You know what I'm saying? Like did that shit working those serving jobs, nannying, mm-hmm. like not spending on shit. Like, yeah. You know, oh, Chandra's not out because she's antisocial. I'm antisocial, but also I'm not going to work because I don't want to spend a fucking dollar. Fair. Like, but I don't want to tell anybody that that's why I'm not going out. So I'm like, oh, no, I just don't want to go. But like, no, I don't I don't want to spend anything. I don't have any money. <laughs> I'm fucking impressed. And maybe it's like all the wheels are turning now. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, of course, right. you know, well, I'm a prideful individual. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, to be continued. So that leads me to the question. I do feel like. As black people, and specifically, maybe more African-American, because maybe you're right. African is not the same as African-American. I feel like there are certain complexes in this country due to a lack of financial literacy um, that happen where we can end up in traps, especially as African-Americans and as black people. So what is that complex about? Like, why is it that we spend it before we have it? Now, I have some thoughts and many ideas. I mean, let's talk about lack of generational wealth like I, I would say more than any other community um there is not much being passed down from our parents financially right and it's no fault of our own it's systemic in this country specifically um where we are owed debts that we've never been repaid and so we remain in debt because we are not paid mm. for what we've done for this country so as a result there's just all types of targeted, very traps that you can fall into, the way we're marketed to, the way that every other ethnicity in the world knows that African Americans are the consumer group and you can run it up with them because they're going to be the first to buy and they're going to, sh- like your mom said, share your shit and brand your shit for free. That's a complex. Mm-hmm. That's a real issue. Like I have some, you know, my, my boyfriend. Um, has a lot of people he knows in New York. He said in New York in particular, the peer pressure for brand names is vicious. Obviously, that's just a hood thing, period. But in New York, they will literally like clown you, beat your ass if you don't show up with like the new, new shit. Like they make fun of you gang style. You can't, any hood. You can't be in Bobo's. Like, right. You're just going to get it's right. just, but it's so yeah. outpriced with the complex because it's like you're going to get teased merciless, mercilessly. It's so vicious and yet it's putting you in a hole mm-hmm. in debt and you're chasing priorities that you can't pay for. Mm-hmm. Why do we do this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. I mean, 
It ain't good. Sometimes I think it's about like, I don't really have no science behind this, but sometimes I think it's like when everything else is just making you feel so bad, mm. you know, something about putting on something fresh and luxurious just makes you feel good. Um, and it feels like something you can have control over because mm. I feel like when you're poor in this being, I can't speak to other countries. I can only speak to the one I was born and raised in, but being poor in America is so hurtful. Oh. Um, you feel so forgotten about. You know, it's one of the hardest things in the world. It's, it's hard to feel good, man. It's like, and, and you feel like you have no control. Yeah. Because so many things are happening to you. Because like you said, it's right. systemic. So there's so many things that you don't even always understand. But And, and that you don't have any power or control in that are keeping you in the circumstance that like you're in. Like they say, sometimes it's expensive to be poor. Boy, mm-hmm. ain't it. Mm. Boy, ain't it? So sometimes shit, you putting on them J's. This I can control. Mm. Feel good as I step out. Everyone stare at me. I'm that nigga, you know. <laughs> Real. I'm like sitting here processing, and like it has just illuminated to me it's just a different perspective. Like I always looked at that behavior pattern as so brave. Um, being someone who has battled like scarcity mindset. And so I kind of had the opposite experience, but I think kind of funneled with the same intentions of sorts. Like I held money so tight. Like I, I never spent money. Like I lived below, 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 below my means. Mm-hmm. I took out a $10,000 loan before graduating NYU and said, I will never have less than this. My zero is this ten thousand dollars. If I get to this ten thousand, like that's I'm not doing shit. Like this is my brand new zero. Yeah, and that is how I operated. But it built this like this clenching fear Mm. around money that like it it wasn't going to come back. Mm. You know, Mm. so there's there's. You know pros and cons to to both experiences. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like okay, sure. I had, I've always had a ten thousand dollar threshold, but I had this like wild fear that I would never make it back. And it was kind of something that I saw in other people. Like, wow, you're so brave. You you really know you the way that you're moving is like you know it's coming back, mm-hmm. and it do come back. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that is mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to mm-hmm. come back to I, you. Yeah, me too. I've been moving free. It's like a boomerang. Yeah, and like. I, I had to unlearn that of like, bitch, you need to, you need to let go because it's not going to come through a closed fist. Mm. And I feel like it's so unique for each person. Cause for me, I don't think I had scarcity mode in terms of, it's, but you can also have a weird mix of yes, everything spectrum. because mm-hmm. I, I could, you know, y'all know I was very tight with my money and, yes, and very particular about it. Right. Um, but then I would, allow myself to do the it was almost like I had spaces where I felt like this is safe to be abundant I I will take a trip like Mm -hmm. I will do this and that but I'm not gonna buy all the like the nicest clothes or brand name clothes or or go out and spend all this money on bottles or whatever right like especially during that time in my life in my early 20s whatever I I just I didn't see how I would was gonna make it (laughs) you know I didn't have any any lessons or models from my family first Mm -hmm. of all with clear communication of it's okay you this is how you make income so that you don't have to be afraid about this but also 
I just I hadn't been modeled like financial support from family. Like, you know, I learned when we went in together on our Apple plan, I was like, oh, this feels so good. I never had a single parent be like, I'll help you out. Get on my plan. Like they just sent me to New York. It was like, good luck. Like I wasn't on anything and I wasn't Mm. getting a dime. So like I had to truly grow up at 17 in New York. Like, all right, let me get two jobs and figure this out. I know why you always was always changing your phone numbers. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't have a family plan. I didn't have a group to be a part of. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just going to different deals. Like, what can I pay for right now? So for me, I had so much to learn about how support can bleed into trust with finances. Mm Because when you do things with group economics, Kwanzaa, then you have more safety net, right? Mm -hmm. You're not just out here on your own. So anyway, I say all of that to say, let's circle it back to the industry, Um, the industry of money. How do you create that feeling of safety and consistency for yourself in a business that is so irregular and so inconsistent Mm -hmm. with money? Mm-hmm. So I treat every check <laughs> like it's going to have to last me for a little bit. Like I don't look at a month and be like, oh, yeah, I just got a 20K check. Oh, it's we out here. And it's like, no, but you may not get the same <laughs> check next month. So like I have to do projections for the year. Mm. I look big picture and mm-hmm. I look at everything that's on my slate and everything that is guaranteed income and everything that's potential income. Mm-hmm. And I do an estimate from there. Lessons. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how I manage my money. Cause I'm like, I cannot, I cannot go broke. Like that is my greatest fear. Mm. Like, I cannot go broke. Oh my God. Uh, I'm a bit, you know what? When we did our charts, um, and we learned which horoscopes were in the house for business and money. Mm. You were in Capricorn. And sorry, for those who don't know, that sign in business and money, it, it is the biggest trigger for them if they don't have it or like or if they feel like the stress of it being under certain things. Like they literally don't feel safe or good. Yeah, no. And you are Capricorn Moon and I think you're the, you move the same way. And this yep. is this is where don't I get in like trouble. It. I'm a Sagittarius in that house, which is woo yes. let's go play. Let's wow. go travel. If I get married, the only demise of my marriage would be money. Mm. I, I can work through a lot of that's shit. There's many people. There's many marriages. No, yeah, but like, I can't. Yeah. I can work through a lot. I'm a very collaborative person. I love hard. But if you stupid with money, bro, we out. We, I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, that would be stressful. <laughs> that would be so fucking no. stressful. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I mean, or but if if you know if your partner is is obedient and understands they need that's the area they need to acquiesce to you and they you know follow yeah. the lead, then you could be fine. You could be you could be mm-hmm. dominant because I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take over it. <laughs> but I think for me just in terms of this industry, because it's it is tricky, right? Because you can you could work and then that's over and then you may never work again. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Or it could be a year, whatever, whatever. So um the biggest thing for me, there's two things. Number one, I live very, very far below my means. And you know what? I'm realizing I like it better mm-hmm. because I feel like when I was just buying shit because I could afford it, I didn't even really care about the shit. I didn't have any relationship to it. It wasn't, I wasn't just getting things I loved. I was just getting things because I had been poor for so long, mm-hmm. you know, in my adulthood, struggling for so long. I just like, well, now I'm not. And mm-hmm. I want to see what this feels like. And I was like, well, I don't, this is, no. 
I do better with less things that I just really, really, really adore. Like that is living good for me. So I'm there. But also for me, it's about my monthly commitment. So like that mortgage, when that money's coming in, paying more, mm-hmm. you know, every month, uh, paying weekly so I can uh, pay less on that interest. Um, but also just like getting you just my monthly I love the phrase monthly nut. I love that. You know that? You never heard Monthly that? nut. Yeah, like about how much you have to, you know, pay monthly, monthly nut. Just getting that shit as low as possible. So it's like, I'll, the way I think of it is is dark, but it's true. Could I pay this working as a waitress? Mm. And that that is how I approach it. Like, could I could I pay this? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And like, obviously, like, I, I guess have a partner. Justify so it's a purchase? Justify a purchase? Um... No, that's more how I justify just like my overall monthly, you know, expenses. So I guess that is purchase, right? Like you adding things or whatever, like adding a monthly thing, Mm -hmm. you know, um, subscriptions. But like literally, you know, when Southside was not renewed, I went and did a cleanse. Absolutely. Pure financial cleanse. Went through a bunch of shit. Subscriptions. Bye. Gotta go. How much am I using you? Bye. Mm -hmm. You know, like everything. Um did a full reassessment. Mm-hmm. Of, She's like, I'm, it's know. not three times. No, <laughs> exactly. And I do think, and I do think that's why I'm like that, you know, because I will never go through that again. Yeah. I will never like that shit was horrifying. Yeah. So I'm not playing with that. If I don't have a current job, hey, shit got to cut back. Absolutely. Know? All your little fancy dinners. Fuck that. You better go to the grocery store. Be in the crib. We got food at home. I don't feel like cooking. <laughs> would make the right. We got food at home. <laughs> That's, I've been saying that a lot lately. The gag is I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I got don't. food at home. I got food at home. I don't I got got grocery shop. I <laughs> well, you know, we're going to transition to Bootleg Fabulous, a segment where we give you life hacks um, to help you out in your journey. So today's... We'll focus on life hacks financially um, for working in the business. And in particular, anything where, since we do run our own businesses, we are each, you know, our own CEOs. If there's anything in particular that has been really helpful for you. So I'll start. I, w- I will say that um, with the team, um, you know, uh, obviously the first priority is the person that is helping me make more money um, <laughs> and fighting for my money. So the lawyer. Um, once you get to become, um, we love our lawyer. We love our lawyer. What's up, Barry? Um, like once you get to a point where you are getting potentially very big offers and you can negotiate, that lawyer is crucial. I pray for anyone who really wants to get into the development game, get yourself a lawyer once things are really about to align for you. Because if you try to figure that out on your own or with your agents, it's not the same. You need a shark. You need. We were lucky to find someone really fantastic, and I think it served us very well. I think um, in terms of hacks, and this is like really specific though. It's like when, if you get that lump sum thing, like you book something, you get that lump sum. Um, I think it's really important to invest, and th- and that's something that I wish I had done earlier. Right? Like I always had an interest in real estate. I always wanted to do something there, but when I did first get my money, I was in such a scarcity state because I had been so fucked up before and i had the vision i was picking the right neighborhoods to buy in i was picking the right kind of properties but i would not because i was like i cannot spend this money mm. you know and i don't know if this is going to go belly up um but that is a, like really one of my greatest regrets in life that i did not buy property immediately with mm. that lump sum check because mm. now it would be worth so much mm-hmm. and i would have been you know making money so 
I would say if there are opportunities for you to invest in something that's like smart and, you know, real estate, everybody always going to need a place to live. Right. You know, something you understand. Not like how I foolishly tried to invest in some crypto things. I did not understand what the fuck I was doing. Um, where is my money? But <laughs> Truly, shit. Right. What, <laughs> where is my money? I um, deleted it from my memory. <laughs> but I told you I did a full financial assessment, so I had to sit with that. Um, so I think definitely invest in that. And one thing I would say is don't forget to invest in yourself, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because you are your own business. You are your own CEO. So you, you do need to... You got to bet on yourself, bro. If you believe in yourself, you got you to gotta double down sometimes and... This is probably not the best financial advice, but, like, I think sometimes I do this when I feel like shit is the scariest mm. for me. I'm like, fuck it. I got to double down and bet on me right now. Mm. So, I pour, pour into myself. You know, what what things do I need to mm-hmm. move into another level? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's, those are probably my hacks. You got to invest. Yeah, and even along the lines of investing, like, if you do, if you're the type of person that it's hard for you to save, like, auto uh have that shit on auto what is it withdrawals auto withdrawal Mm -hmm. like to your investment account so that you don't even get to see that money like you were operating on income that is after everything is taken out of your account yeah after you've invested and you're like okay cool now this is my balance I'm I'm not thinking about how much I'm getting paid from these people. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how much is getting deposited into my account after it's already um direct deposited. But also, you know, I think a really good hack is if you're a person that also can't control your spending um and likes a lot of lavish things, prioritize. Really mm-hmm. pick Figure out what what is the most important to you and budget for that one. Mm -hmm. Like for me, it's travel. Mm. Travel is is the space where there is no budget. I will spend the money on having a good trip because I don't believe in, you know, being cheap in somebody else's fucking country. Like what? Um, So then that means like, okay, well, where can we cut costs here? Like, when it comes to dining out, when it comes to shopping, where can we be more mindful so that when it comes for these trips, mm. I have some money to spend? Love that. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, those were wonderful tips. Thank you. I hope you took something from that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if, we, if we're, like, dead broken, like, you're going to be like, don't listen to nothing. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I am no expert. Take it or leave it. We are not financial advisors, but that is what has gotten us through we maintain it right now we maintain it so with that um we are going to wrap up today's episode thank you so much we are unglamorous truths with the downtown girls you can follow us on social on all platforms at unglamorous truths um and you can follow me my name is crystal at underscore chris chris i'm chandra you can follow me at chani i'm amebit you can follow me at amebit go live a rich life